0: Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I'm back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I wanna talk about I Need Help. Yes, I need help. This is a teaching podcast, so I want you to go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. I believe I have some important things to share with you to build you up in the things of God. Now, before I start, As I'm making some changes, wanting to reach out and connect with as many people as I can with these podcasts, I really take this very seriously and I want to really connect with you and walk with you. I thought I would say at the beginning what I say at the end. I don't want to take it for granted that when you listen to me, that you listen to the show in its entirety. Maybe you have something to do. Maybe you can only listen to 10 minutes of the show. And so I say some things at the end in a way that you can connect with me, but it's not getting the traction that I thought it would. So I want to say some things at the beginning. One of the things I want to say, if you are being blessed by these shows, I want you to send me an email and I want you to send it to info at thomasadeloach.com info at thomasadeloach.com. That's a way for me to connect with you. If you email me, I will email you back and let me know what episode is blessing you and let me know how it's transforming your life because I want to be able to share in those stories of deliverance. I want to be able to hear from you and connect with you because you can help me to make a better show. So this episode and these podcasts means nothing if I can't connect with you. Also, if you're being blessed by these shows and you want to financially partner with me, I want you to go to thomasadeloach.com. There's a homepage there. And if you scroll all the way down, almost to the bottom of the screen, you will see a donation tab. I want you to click that button, whatever your heart's desire is. No dollar amount is too big or too small in everything you give goes towards the production of this show and other future shows that we want to do and create to empower you. So I thought I would say that because I really want to connect with you and hopefully you will reach out to me today. Let's build this walk of faith together. Now let's talk about today, I need help. When I was thinking about this, I thought about some things and some people as a pastor that I minister to on a weekly basis. And I hear this often that I need some help. And then we have to dig into some things and find out what kind of help they need. And so I really want to speak truth to power and help you see some things that maybe you haven't seen before. So I want you to go to Romans chapter 12, because I want to read some things to you and while you're on your way there, I want to kind of set the table and help you to understand where I'm coming from. And I want to use my own life as a board here that we can spring off of and hopefully my relationship with the Lord early on and some things that I had to figure out. Maybe this will help you. When we talk about I need some help, I remember in high school, my last year, my senior year, very excited to finally be done with school, I remember trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. If I was going to go to college, work a job, what was I going to do? In my house, you know, my mom was a school teacher. So going to college was something that she was pushing for, something that I believed I wanted to do at that time. But the reality is you really don't know because you know you got to do 12 years of school. But if you want to go to college, that's just a whole nother And I just didn't know if I really, truly wanted to make it all the way through. And so I had counselors talking to me about the importance of college, getting a career and being able to take care of yourself. You got to go to school, 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 school. You can't do anything else. Didn't necessarily say you couldn't go get a job, but how are you going to get a good job if you don't have a skill, if you don't have an education? And I get it. I got it. I understand it. And then the other half, you know, was talking about military. Maybe you can go to the military, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. I'm like, nah, brother can't go there. I'm not really trying to do that. So I wasn't cut out for that type of life. So I realized I said, I got to go to school. Obviously, I don't want to work at McDonald's, Wendy's. Nothing wrong with those jobs, but you really can't take care of yourself on $8 an hour, $10 an hour. I need some money. And because you're going to public school, they're going to take you the traditional route. And I've had counselors ask me, what are you good at? What can you do? What do you enjoy doing? They didn't even consider God. They didn't even consider maybe God knows. And I guess I couldn't expect them to talk about Christian things or the things of God in a public school. But I was a Christian. I was a believer. And even at church, no one really talked to us about, and they talked to us about going to school, but they never really talked to us about how to pursue the will of God, the plan of God, that there's a purpose for your life. There's a reason why you're on the planet. Those were the things that I needed to hear at 18, 19 years old. I don't know if I had heard that if I would have just went to college right away. I think I would have really been about pursuing why I'm on the planet, why I'm here. And people can't take you where you've never been or where they've never been. It's impossible to usher people down a road and they've never been there before. So I went to school. I went to college my very first year. I was 18 years old. And you know, when you leave mom's house, you leave dad's house, you got some freedom, you got some liberty, but you got to be able to put some things together so you can get up on time, get to your classes, do the things that you have to do. And I really didn't have a problem or an issue with that because I was a timely person. I was able to get up and do the things I needed to do. But as those days became weeks and those weeks became months in college, there was something that was just missing in my life. And at that point, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I got to start seeking God to really see why I'm in school and what he wants for my life. I started out, you know, wanting to be a psychologist and then that changed to wanting to be a sociologist because you just don't know what you want to do. Now, everybody wasn't like me. There were some kids who went to school and they knew what they were going to do. I was just kind of just wading in the water a bit, just really trying to figure out what this was all about. But as I began to pursue God, and I don't know where this came from. The only thing I can say is it must have been the Holy Spirit because I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So as I began to really pray and seek the face of God somewhere between my freshman and sophomore year in college, the Lord really began to help me to see that he had called me to the gospel ministry. I didn't really know what to do with that. And God wasn't really asking me to do anything with it. He was just really warming my heart heart for him, getting to know Jesus, getting to really get close to him. And it's something about when you leave your parents' home, the distractions that you had there, you don't have generally Because you're isolated, you're away from everybody. I'm away from friends, I'm away from family, I'm away from the city I grew up in, I'm away from just the familiar surroundings. And so for me, I plugged into God and it was the best thing that I could have ever done. Now, my high school counselors couldn't tell me this, they couldn't tell me how to really go after God to find out what the will of God was for my life. Listen, y'all, I needed some help. And so as I began to really push and as I began to spend time with God, I'm telling you, it was those times in that dorm. It was those times in my room. It was those times as I began to build other relationships with other college students who were really going after God. It really helped me to understand purpose, destiny, something that a lot of kids in college could have cared less about party and clubbing halfway going to college, halfway going to their classes. But I was really after something. So check this out. I'm getting an education while I'm getting an education. I don't know if you're really catching what I'm saying. As I was going to class trying to get that secular education, the Holy Spirit was helping me to get the education he wanted me to get for my purpose, for the reason I'm on the planet. And I say all this and I tell you my story to tell you that this is how I believe that most Christians and believers should really get to know God. You cannot get to know God apart from pursuing him. He's not going to come to your house. He's not going to wake you up. There has to be a desire inside of you. And I need help moment inside of you that you will begin to pursue him and go after him. This is what I tell my son. This is what I tell my members. This is what I tell young people. You got to go after God. And remember, the only thing a secular counselor, a high school counselor, somebody else can tell you is This is what you could do. You could do this. You could do that. You get good grades in science. Maybe you could be a science teacher. Maybe you can be an anthropologist. You know, you count money real well. Maybe you could be a banker or an accountant. But that is not the purpose of God. Sometimes we think and feel and believe just because I can do something well means that this is what I need to make a lifelong career. This has got to be my purpose because this is what I can do. That's not true. And I didn't know that back then, but as I began to spend time with God, he began to really help me to see this is what I placed inside of you. And there is no education that can get that out of you other than spending time with me because I know What's inside of you? And you may be listening to me right now at this point in your life. You may be in your 20s. You may be in your 30s. You may be in your 40s. Man, you may be in your 50s and you still don't know why you on the planet. You don't know why you're here. Your life is not fulfilled. You're not having any fun. You're tired of going to a job. you hate hating. The only reason why you're going there is because you're trying to make ends meet. You know you got to work. You got a family. You got a spouse. You got all these responsibilities. But the thing that you're missing is that you have no purpose. You seemingly have no destiny, no direction. And I want to help you because you may be crying out, I need help. And sometimes we can be embarrassed because, you know, I'm 30. I'm 35. I got kids. If anybody ought to know what they're supposed to be doing is me. I'm the parent. I'm the grown up. But the reality is, if you didn't get this in your younger days, if nobody stopped by to tell you that there's a purpose for which God created you for, how can you know to go to pursue it? I've talked to people who don't want to take the family business. Their parents want them to take the family business. They're like, I don't want to do it. They think that I was created to do what they want me to do. But God's got a plan for your life. You don't have to go down the traditional path road. There's another God fulfilled opportunities that God wants to give you today and release to you today. I pray that this episode above probably all of the ones that I have ministered to on this platform, I hope this helps you the most. Because I don't want you to live your life, the sum total of your life, doing something. And God had so much more for you. God had other things he wanted you to do. It's a life where when you really get into what God wants you to do, I'm telling you, it's so much peace. It's so much joy. It's so much fulfillment. And I see so many people and I talk to so many people, they just got no clue. They are walking, they're trying to live, they're trying to do things, and they are just not happy. I'm talking about Christians. Now, there are a lot of people who are not believers, who are happy because maybe they found whatever they're trying to do. But can I say this to you on that side as well? Even for people that are not saved, that don't know the Lord, they could be happy temporarily, but you don't know what they're doing to cause that happiness. Maybe they own drugs and, and that makes them feel good, but that's not joy. They could be doing things and you looking at their life and you could be envying them thinking that they got it all together and they don't. Everything is not what we see from our eyes. I want you to know as a believer, there is fulfillment and joy in finding out the plan of God. And you may be crying out again and you may be saying, I need help. I pray that what I'm going to say to you is going to bless your life. Now, I told you to turn to Romans chapter 12. I want you to go there because I want to set some foundational scriptures to bless you here. Romans chapter 12, verse number one. Notice what it says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable, watch this, and perfect will of God. This is what we have to do. Renew our mind so that we can find out what God's will is. So you may be saying, I need some help. This is the first help I want to give you. You got to get your mind renewed in God's word so you can find out what he wants for your life and what he wants for your life is far better than the plans and the things that you're trying to put together for your own self. Look at Galatians chapter one. Turn there really quick. Galatians chapter one. I want you to look at verse number 11 and we'll conclude here at verse number 17. This is the apostle Paul. He says some really good things here to really help our life. It says here in verse number 11, Galatians chapter one, I want you to know brothers and sisters that the gospel that I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how I intensely persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age, among many of my own people, and extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Watch this, verse 15. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. I hope you heard that. He didn't consult any human being. He didn't go down to the school and talk to a high school counselor or other people around him. He didn't do that. But he says here in verse number 17, I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were already apostles, but I went to Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. Let me continue on here. Verse 18. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him for 15 days. And verse 19 says, I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. Verse 20, I assure you before God that what I'm writing to you is no lie. This blesses me because Paul thought that he was brought forth from his mother's womb to raise hell and just kill Christians just make their lives miserable. But he realized that God had called him from his mother's womb for a whole nother separate purpose that he would not have even come in contact with had it not been for that Damascus Road experience. What I'm saying to you is, is that even when this thing was revealed to Paul, he did not go and confer with flesh and blood like many people do. We need help. You know, we want to go to this one. We want to go to that one. And if you got to go to anybody in the flesh and God has his word in people of God, go to a pastor, go to a minister, go to somebody who knows God's word, go to somebody who's living out their faith in terms of understanding what the will of God is. They're living in their purpose. That's the only people you really need to be going to other than God. Because we see here that Paul did go to, I believe it was a few other people, but he didn't go to the apostles because he knew that they didn't want to hear from him. They was afraid of Paul. They didn't even want to talk to him. Paul realized that, man, God has placed something inside of me that I thank God for every day that he slowed me down. And I had that crash course collision with him on that road to Damascus. And God began to reveal his purpose in my life. And I'm telling you, man, Paul's radical change, man, it was radical. He was going left, And the Lord stopped him, man, and touched his heart, and he began to go right. And that's what I'm saying. And when we say, I need help, how bad do you want to get it? How bad do you want to be turned around and going in the direction that you're supposed to be going into? Notice what Ephesians chapter 5 says. Go there for me really quick. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at verse number 16 and 17. I really, really love this verse. Notice what it says redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Did you get that? Ephesians 5, 16 and 17, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We can't waste time, man. It's a lot of stuff going on. Every day we need to be pursuing God and finding out why I'm here. You can't waste a day just being lazy sitting on the couch. You got to get in the face of God and say, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you tell me why I'm here. I'm not going to let you go until you tell me why I came out of my mother's womb for such a time as this. Notice again, it says, verse 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Watch this. That means you can know. This notion that you can't know the will of God is a lie. You can't know it. He says it's not wise for you to be on the planet and not know why you're here. But I talk to people all the time. They got no clue why they on the planet. They don't know why they exist. They know they got a skill. They know they got a gift. They know they got a talent. But knowing that doesn't mean you're supposed to be working at the job you're working. It's my prayer that as I talk to you today, there's some things that you may stop that you're going to stop doing. Maybe there's a job that you work in that you like, this is not the will of God for me. I'm going to see God until I find out where is it he has chosen me to be and get there. And when you get there, man, that's where the magic begins. That's where my purpose comes alive. That's where I can help the people most because God wants me to there. So I want you to know, you can know what the will of God is. Now, I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, and then I'm going to give you a couple things and then I'm going to let you go. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Look at the word of the Lord here to Jeremiah. This is very clear. Before I formed thee in the belly and before you came out, I had sanctified thee. I knew what you were going to be. Now, watch this. That's not just for Jeremiah. That's for you. Before you came forth, before you, before your mother and father got together under the starry skies, God says, I already had a purpose for you, a plan for you. God says, I don't know, there's probably about five, six billion people on the planet. And God would say to all five, To six billion people, he would say, Before you were formed in the belly, I knew you. I ordained thee. I have a plan for your life. But if we are not taught to pursue it, we will never find it. You got to write that down. If you won't pursue the will of God, you won't find it. And you'll be living a counterfeit life doing something that God never meant for you to do. Now, here's another thing I want to tell you too, that if what you're doing and God is not involved in it at all, you're not in God's will. You can only be in God's will when you're doing what he's telling you to do. This is why we got to be so urgent about this. But I want to give you at least three things. There's more than three, but i want to give you three important things. If you say, I need help, to identify the will and the purpose of God for your life, because I want you to really be in the will of God, in his plan for the things he's called you to. Here's number one. When you find God's will for your life, it will be beyond your ability. When you find it, as you see God, it's going to be something that you're not able to do. It's not going to be nowhere connected to your skills, gifts, and talents, and the things that you have. That was one of the things that I had to realize when I was in college, seeking God, seeking the face of God. Being a pastor and a preacher and a minister was not something I wanted to do. I said I was there to be a psychologist. Then I changed my mind, said I'm going to be a sociologist. I wasn't thinking about preaching and pastoring. It was beyond my ability. It was beyond my skill set. It was beyond anything I could have thought and imagined for my own life. I'm going to say another thing. It wasn't anything I was interested in. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. But God will give you his desires. I'm going to share that with you in a moment. But it's going to be beyond your own ability. God will call you to do something that will not be your natural thing because it's a supernatural work from God. God wants you to do something so big that you will have to trust him to get it done through you. See, when you got a skill and a gift and a talent, you trust in that. You're not trusting God. But see, this is why this has to be something beyond your ability. Because if you are a Christian and a believer, God says, I brought you in the world for such a time as this so that you could give me glory, honor, and praise through what I'm going to call you to do. And you got to stick with me and allow me to take you on this adventure and this journey. And it's going to be so exciting. I can tell you now that the things that I've been able to do, the places that I've been able to go, the people's lives that I've been able to touch, I could not. I have done that being a psychologist or a sociologist. That was not the will of God for me. God's will is that he made me a minister. He made me a pastor. He put in me the heart to help people. And I get no greater joy than doing this. If I can't do this, I don't have any joy because this is why he called me. This is what I'm supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying I don't have any problems. I don't say that I haven't gone through trials and tribulations. No, absolutely not. I'm not trying to sell you wolf tickets here today. What I'm trying to help you to understand is that I know that I'm doing what I'm called to do. This is why waking up for me means something. I am not searching for what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm doing it. Now, the enemy loves to tempt me to do other things. He wants to try to trick me and say, oh, you're not called to do this. Look at what this is. You're not called to do that. Look at how you're struggling in this area. But can I tell you something? It's the grace of God on my life that helps me to understand and know that God loves me and I am right where I need to be. God wants to do something big through you, enormous through you something you never considered. And so we got to get out of this rut of just going down this traditional path. If you a Christian, well, you know what? You can count to 10. So maybe you need to open up a business. Not so. God says, I'm going to cause you to do something so wonderful that it had never even entered your heart, thought, mind, imagination. You haven't even conceived it yet. Notice what 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through 29 says. I'm really overloading you with some scriptures today. But notice what it says. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. (laughs) Verse 27. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Why did he do this? Verse 28, and the base things of this world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. In verse 29, he gives his reason that no flesh should glory in his presence. God says, I don't want flesh glorying in my presence. So this is why I'm gonna call you to do something you never thought I could call you to do, sanctify you, anoint you, ordain you, and cause your light to be every time you do it, God says, man, look at my son go, look at my daughter go, look at my children go, look at what they are doing. And you can't do this apart from God. Watch this, because the will of God is not automatic you need to write that down. God's will is not automatic. I thought it was. I thought it was what I wanted to do. I thought it was what I was good at. So if I'm good at it and I'm doing it, it must be the will of God. No, the will of God is not automatic. I said this to you before. I'm going to say it to you again. You need to write it down again. You have to pursue God's will. You got to go after it with everything in your being because God will not force you to do something you don't want to do. But you can't complain when your life is not what you thought it would be. You can't complain if you've got an unfulfilled life. You do have a responsibility to go after God. Point number two, do you enjoy what you're doing? You say, I need some help. Do you enjoy what you're doing? I'm going to help you with this because many times we think somewhere in our life, that you know, when we're doing the will of God, you know, we got to go kicking and screaming, and you know, it's forced and all this stuff. No, believe it or not, the will of God is fun, even in the midst of problems, because I'm doing exactly what He has called me to do. That call there in the Greek is kaleo, He called it out of nowhere into somewhere that's the power this notion again that when we're doing something from God or for him I should say that we always angry and mad and upset and we really don't want to do it but I'm doing it because the Lord called me to do it I really don't have no passion for this not so let me give you a scripture to debunk that in Psalms 37 verse number four look at what this says. The scripture says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Here's what that word delight means. Be happy with God alone. And only God can touch my heart so that I can be happy with him alone. Without all these other things, the problem is God has not truly touched our heart yet with his passion, with his will for our life. With this purpose and plan for our life. That's why I said this notion that you can't be happy and have fun and joy in the will of God is just a lie. He gives you his desires. God will give, you, see, it's not that God's gonna give you what you want and how you want it. No, it means that his desires becomes yours, his purposes becomes yours. His plan becomes yours. Watch this. And you excited about it. It's something that he gives to you. He literally gives you his heart for the things that he's on fire about. And immediately you become on fire about the same thing. It's supernatural. I I just can't explain it. When you you would want to feel down, You start thinking about how happy you are with God and the fact that he chose you and you know you're doing exactly what he's called you to do, even in the midst of trials and tribulations. And man, you talking about excitement and joy that's in your life. It is a wonderful thing to know that God says you can be happy doing what you're doing for me. God, wait a minute. God is so big. And you mean to tell me I'm going to be sad doing what he's called me to do? frustrated, if that is it, then you have not found the will of God. I don't know what you found, but you didn't find God's will. Because when you find God's will, there's such a satisfaction. And you got people working jobs. They not happy, man. They hate it there. You may be one of those people, but you don't have to be. You can actually enjoy What you're doing. So if you are not enjoying what you're doing, now it's time for you to start seeking God fervently. Seek the Lord, ask Him some questions and say, God, I know there's more to life than just waking up, going to a job. I hate routine, the same mundane thing, the same old food I'm eating, the same old people I'm meeting, the same old experiences, calling it God's will. No, that's not it. God has more. For your life. Finally, number three, you say, I need some help. How do I know if I found the will of God? There is a supernatural godly satisfaction that you can't get anywhere else in what you're doing. In other words, you can't get this nowhere else, but only from God. It's such a satisfaction that you can, it's such a completeness that you can't get nowhere else. I can't get what I'm doing nowhere else. I couldn't work a job at a Fortune 500 company and get the satisfaction that I'm getting what I'm doing right now. That's how you know you're in God's will. You're like, I can't get this nowhere else. This is supernatural. I couldn't have conjured this up. I couldn't have dreamed this up. I'm going to have to spend a thousand lifetimes to come up with this. It's something that you can't come up with. God got this thing already laid out for you. It's something that you just cannot discover on your own. Look at what Philippians chapter 4 verse says. Philippians 4 verses 11 and 12. Notice what it says. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. This is what I'm talking about. Paul had to realize that I have found the secret in godly satisfaction. He had to learn it and you will too. I had to learn it. Every child of God will learn it. You will go through situations where you're brought low. You'll go through situations where you're abounding. You'll go through trials and tribulations. You may face some plenty. You may face some hunger. You may face all kinds of things. But can I tell you something? I would rather face it on the road I'm supposed to be on. I'm going to say that to you again. I would rather face all I'm going through knowing that I'm on the road ordained to be on. As opposed to just being on any road, and that's why I'm going through. And I would say this, and I've said this to a lot of Christians, that a lot of times you're going through situations because you're just not in God's will. You're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong street. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. We need to really understand that God has a supernatural, godly satisfaction that you can't get in anything else you're doing. I've talked to people, man, and they once they found this out, they said, wow. This feeling, this sensation, this, and, and it is not something in the natural. This is not hair standing up on the back of your head. I'm talking about there is something on the inside that says, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing in the midst of all kind of problems. And you can still say with a smile on your face, this is it. This is why I'm saying it's supernatural because it's not supposed to be that way. Because you got people who are gifted and talented and doing certain things and they get to a place where they're burnt out. And even in the will of God, there's no thing in being burnt out if you really get got a balance and you're living it properly. This is why somebody has to help you live out the will of God and show you how to walk it out and be balanced. Because if not, this thing could wear you out but you got to walk in it in God's grace and do exactly what he told you to do. And when he hasn't told you to do anything, you shouldn't do nothing. Look at this last verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. You want to start here. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who is richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good and to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share the storing of treasures. Notice this. God is saying to us in his word that we have to not get our lives set in uncertain riches. But we got to realize that God richly provides us with everything to enjoy. And this is what I'm saying. It's a godly satisfaction that only God can give us. So many people's lives have been derailed. They will only take a job if it's giving them more money. They will only take a job when they're in charge. But they don't understand maybe God's will for you is to be at this job making less money and God will provide for you even more than what they paying you. See, we don't even allow God to even be God. I talk to people and they think the will of God is when they got the raise and the promotion, that's where they're supposed to be. Not true. We can't even see God's supernatural powers because if it don't line up in our mind, then we won't go after it. We won't do what God said. God could tell you to take a job. They paying you less money. And while you're there, he blessing your socks off. He paying all your debt off. You got more money in your bank account than you ever thought you'd ever have. You blessing other people, making a minimal salary. I'm telling you, it's supernatural. But how are you going to do that if you judge everything by uncertain riches? They're uncertain. Anything that's coming from man, he wants you to stay tethered to him, but we got to stay connected to God because God is just using a certain situation. God don't need that job to bless you. He's God. I want you to think about that. So we can't chase money. We have to chase his will. We got to follow him wholeheartedly. This is what it means to be a disciple. We follow our king. We do what he says do, and he will not hold any good thing from you if you're walking upright doing what he told you to do. I want you to begin to think about the things that I shared with you today. Get it in your heart. Start to pursue the will of God. And it's going to uproot you out of some places in your life you find yourself in now. God wants to radically change your life. He want to get you off of these jobs that he never told you to take. He want to get you off of some of these positions he never told you to, to sign up for. We are doing things because we are forced in it because of the situations in our life. And God says, this is not how to walk in kingdom blessing. You follow me. Those that are led by My spirit. The Bible says they are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. You may say, I need help. And I'm telling you, the help that you need, trust me, is found in His will. Your completeness as a person in the will of God. Your purpose and destiny in the will of God. Your marriage, the will of God. Raising your children, the will of God. Everything is found in the knowledge of Him, and that's in His will. Think of it, what he left for you to do. When we look at a will, when a parent leaves a will, he signs it. He writes down all the things that are yours. That's the word of God. He has written down everything that belongs to you. And anything other than what he wants for me, I just don't want it. I don't have time to be hung up. I don't have time to be stuck. Some of you are already stuck. Get yourself out of the rut today and commit yourself to say, Lord, I'm going to go after you. And as you go after God, he's going to show you his plan for your life. And it is drastically different from what you're doing. All right, well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this blessed you. As I said at the beginning of the show, I'm saying it at the end of the show, send me an email at info at Let me hear from you today or go to my website at thomasadeloach.com on that homepage presently. I do have a subscriber box. Put your email in there, click that send button, and I'll send you a free PDF to help you in your walk with God. And we send out a monthly newsletter to empower you. Do it today. If you've been blessed by this show, these episodes, Go back to that website, thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down, almost to the bottom of the screen, and you will see a donation tab. Click that button today, and I want you to sow into this ministry. If you are being blessed, no dollar amount is too big or too small, and everything you give goes to helping to produce this show to empower you. I need partners today. Do it today, and watch how God. Will bless your life. I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Go out there, seek the will of God. You need help. You have found it today in His Word. And remember, above all things, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer request, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach. and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.